0: Ah, here we go again. Another compliance training. Welcome, and thank you for joining me today to talk Ah, about fiscal compliance in the new year. Hey everyone, welcome back to the DIY Narrator Podcast. I'm Josh Risser, a former trainer turned into a professional voice talent, and if this is the first show you've listened to, thanks for joining me. If you've been here before, welcome back. I'm on a quest to help improve the engagement of your e-learning through more effective e-learning narrations, when you can't hire a professional like myself. Last week, I talked to you about your room and some simple ideas you can implement to improve it. If you want to give that a listen, pop over to diynarrator.com 002 and hit play, because that's how you listen. So far, the reigning champion of episodes of the whole two that I've put out uh, was five performance tips for more engaging narrations, and that one's over at diynarrator.com 001. You've probably figured out the pattern to the links, huh? This week, in keeping with the tip style of episode one, I want to bring you three mistakes you might be making with your mic technique. These can cause you extra time in editing, make your audio sound worse than it needs to, or maybe even annoy your listeners if you don't notice and fix the problems. But first, I want to bring back a point that I brought up in episode one, which I'm thinking is going to be a recurring theme of these podcasts and upcoming posts. Your e-learning, narration isn't about delivering information. It's all about engagement. Remember, we connect with the human voice on a very deep level. Why do you think podcasts are so popular? In fact, I used to make fun of my dad for listening to talk radio, and now here I am talking in a radio-style format. So, on to the tips. Number 1. Microphone Proximity I mentioned this briefly in the last episode, your mic should be 7 to 10 inches away from your mouth, and maybe even a bit more or less depending on how sensitive it is. I think a lot of people set it on the desk and turn it on and just talk without really thinking about how close they are or how far away they are from the mic, and it can lead to a lot of problems like extra room echo and stuff like that. My suggestion is starting with the 7 to 10 inch rule. See how that sounds, and then try getting closer or further away from the mic. To get a rough estimate of the starting distance of 7 to 10 inches, make a fist, then extend your pinky and thumb in what's called the hang loose sign, and hold it up between your mouth and the mic. The thumb should be pointed at your lips, pinky at the mic. If you do it the other way, it's kind of hard. That's where you should start. Record a test there. Remove your hand first, then move back and try again, and then forward and try again. And I'm talking just inches here or even less. Eventually, you'll find a sweet spot. And once you do, try to get into that position every time and don't vary it. Moving around will make your recording sound noticeably different each time. You can notice as I move away from the mic and closer to the mic, it changes the sound. Also, be careful with getting too close. As you get closer to most mics, you'll kick in what's referred to as the proximity effect. And essentially, the lower frequencies in your voice will start becoming more apparent. And that's how that sounds. For e-learning, you want to try to stay away from the proximity effect. Sure, it gives you a really great voice of God or radio voice, but it gets fatiguing on your listeners' ears. It works really great in the commercial world, Not so great in the e-learning world, if we want to talk a little voiceover here. It also increases the number and chance of plosives that you'll get from popping your P's and then really muddy up the sound of your voice. All right, number two, full gain or too little gain. Now, this one should be tweaked along with your proximity effect. You're going to have to experiment a little bit. But like any good experimenter, only change one thing at a time. I'd suggest working on your gain first and then your proximity. If your gain is up too high, you might begin to hear hissing or whooshing sounds that come from the electronics in the mic or in the preamp. Or if you have like an audio interface, maybe you have noisy preamps in there. Higher gain also means more sensitivity to your mic, so you'll be more likely to pick up background noises and any movements that you make. So if you gesture a lot like I do, it might pick up the sound of your hands or clothing and you'll have a weird rustling and background noises. If your gain's too low, you'll run into one of two problems. You'll either have to really project your voice, and you should interpret that as yell, or the final recording might be too quiet to be comfortable for the listeners. And sure, you can turn that up in post, but I want to talk about signal to noise in a second. So working with your gain, start with it turned about halfway. That's usually the 12 o'clock position, and adjust it accordingly. Turn it down if you hear too much hiss and your voice starts distorting or you see it peaking and turn it up if you sound too far away or too quiet. About signal-to-noise ratio, this matters for both the gain and proximity to the mic. What you're doing with these two things is you're trying to balance the signal-to-noise ratio. The signal is obviously your voice, and the noise is anything that isn't your voice. like But it's recorded on the track. That includes background noise or noise from the electronics. Obviously, you want more signal than noise which makes a lot of sense if your gain is too low or you're too far from the mic or even too high and too close to the mic it can cause extra noise or it can cause the level of your signal your voice in the recording to be lower relative to the noise and then you end up with an unclear sound in recording so even if you turn it up you're also going to turn up the noise in that audio not just your voice and noise also includes echo So you can see as I get further from the mic, and I did this earlier too, you start to pick up the sound of my booth a bit more and less of my voice. So play with your gain and play with your proximity. It's going to be different for every mic, and every recording space, and every voice, so I can't give you like a magic bullet setting that fixes it. But play around with it and see how things sound, experiment. Next is mic position. Now, this might blow your mind, but I don't ever use a pop filter. And if you don't know, a pop filter is that little foam sock looking thing that sits on a mic or the metal filter or foam filter that sits in front of the mic. I have a couple. I never use them. And the first reason for this is I'm not a singer. I don't really work the mic for dynamics. I'll get a little closer for proximity, but I don't ever have to get up on the mic in a way that a singer does. And second, I position my mic in a way that lets it pick up the fullness of my voice without me talking directly into the sensitive part of the microphone that's called the diaphragm. Your voice isn't linear, it doesn't leave your mouth in a straight line, but air leaving your mouth does for the most part. So if you don't talk straight into the microphone and don't blow air right at it, you can avoid most problems that a pop filter claims to solve. Not to mention, most of them don't really work that well. Air still passes through them when you say words with a P in them. And funny enough, pop filter is a great example of two plosive P's in pop. The best ones are typically the metal ones with two screens. If you get a poorly built one, the screens can start to buzz and vibrate as it resonates with your voice. So to fix your mic position without needing a pop filter... Your mic might need to be up on a boom arm, which mine in this booth is up on a boom arm and then mounted to the wall, and not sitting on a stand on your desk. But you might be able to still try something out. So try it out and see what works. You can move the mic into a position called off axis. Now on axis is where you're speaking directly into the mic. So instead of being right in front of you, it's off to the left or right in a kind of a circular plane around your head. Then the mic is twisted a few degrees. So the diaphragm still points directly toward your mouth or your chin. My mic is actually, like I said, on a boom arm hung upside down and off axis to the left and then up a bit. So the top of the mic, which is now the bottom is about nose height, and then it's twisted to point toward me and tilted. So the diaphragm is pointed at my chin. That's really confusing sounding, but that's about where it is. Now you can also try what's called the third eye position so the mic is directly in front of you but up so it's about forehead level and then angled down toward your mouth and you still keep that distance so you still want to keep that seven to ten to twelve inches away from the mic Uh, for the third eye position you definitely are going to need a boom arm or a mic stand obviously but you might be able to work off axis with a desk stand And just like that, those are the three mic technique mistakes and ways you can fix them. To recap, experiment with your microphone proximity, your microphone gain, and your microphone position. If you have any questions about mic technique or anything else, or maybe you'd like some feedback on some tweaks you made, feel free to send over an email to host at diynarrator.com. You can send an mp3 of a short recording, and I'll give it a listen and send you some feedback. I love answering questions, and I promise I'm always nice. Thanks again for taking the time to join me for Episode 3 of the DIY Narrator Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe. I'm over on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, those are really cleverly named. Or you can head over to DIYNarrator.com slash subscribe, also a great name, and get the link for your podcatcher of choice. Remember, the price of admission is just sharing, so if you feel like you've got a little bit of value out of the episode, please share it with a friend or colleague drop a link to your social network of choice, and just be sure to tell someone about it. I think it's time also to start asking for reviews, so if you're so inclined, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. And if you don't think the show is worthy of five stars, that's cool, I'd love an email with some feedback to hear how I might improve. Remember, this is your show, I'm just the guy talking. Show notes and more over at DIYNarrator.com slash 003. Thanks so much for your time today, and going on this journey with me, I'm honestly having a blast. I hope you're getting something out of each episode, so get out there and do some great work.